You are listening to the Personal Growth Podcast presented by KarenElizabeth.com. Learn how to achieve your goals, improve your relations, increase your creativity, and much more. For a complete listing of the Karen Elizabeth Podcasts with links to subscribe, please visit our website at KarenElizabeth.com forward slash podcast. That's C-A-R-Y-N elizabeth.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. I've got some excellent content for us today. This is Karen Elizabeth and I just looked up the verse Proverbs 23 7 and in the Amplified Bible it says for as he thinks in his heart so is he. As he who reckons He says to you, eat and drink, yet his heart is not with you, but is grudging the cost. This is the basis of a content that Dwayne Neal posted that I recorded while I was on my treadmill. The beginning stages of the content, you're going to hear my treadmill in the background But I want you to just listen to the content and I will do my best to keep the recording uh, good quality for you. I just want you to understand that the heart of a man is where truth lies for that man. And in this scripture, it's clear that he's talking about the fact that a man might say to you, hey, you know, go ahead, eat, drink, you know. and But the man in his heart is saying, oh my gosh, this is going to cost me so much money. So he is basically in his heart against himself. This tells the measure and the qualities of the man himself. So be aware as I share this content with you. Dwayne Neal shared a verse today that I think is very powerful. And today I have chosen to base my podcast on this comment that he made. It comes from Proverbs 23, 7. And it says, perceptions of external conditions are based on internal qualities. So with that, what can we say about our perception? And about our internal qualities. Our internal qualities are our values, our beliefs, and the rules that we have created for ourselves. Years ago, I had said uh, in my church that we can only conceive what we perceive. And I wasn't quite sure how that worked. But I just knew that... Without a vision, I wouldn't be able to have that which I desired. And so we can only have which we desire if we ask for it. If we want to be a certain way, well, how do we get to be that certain way? We get to be that certain way because we have a strong desire. We can add certain qualities into our life, many qualities. 
we can add the desire to love others and we can even add the desire to love ourselves better. We can add a desire to create wealth, to have a good relationship. And by having these desires, what we were saying is that we desire these values, the value to love, the value to give, the value to produce. For many of us, life can be simple. We have simple values and we live simply. For others, we may perceive that life is complicated and so our values may be a little bit more complicated. But either way, we have determined our values and the rules for each of those values and the beliefs about what those values are and what they do. We can even go so far as seeing other people's lives in a certain way. We may see them as being perfect because we may be visionaries and dreamers. And this based on our deepest uh, purpose and calling in life. Our perceptions of ourselves and others may be based on what they say and based on what we say. They may be, if you're just listening to them, such as in a social media setting where they're on a, you're on a call or on a webinar, you only, you only know them based on what they're saying. And so you can only perceive that their life may be perfect or whatever based on your view of what you believe, what you believe them to be and what you believe yourself to be. Many times we will see people who are in anxiety and it's evident you can see based on their ways of acting that they are in anxiety. And how is that? Because you say to yourself, if I were doing what they are doing, my perception here is that that is what's called anxiety. And some people are in bliss and you see that and you think if that were me, that is what bliss looks like to me. That is what bliss feels like to me based on your view. Whether it is the case with them is another story. But your perception of them is based on what you are able to see and know and feel and what you know to be the truth about that. And so when we are doing the business of believing for something in ourself, we can only conceive what we have been able to see or envision either in others or in our deepest desires. And so where do we get those needs met 
Where do we get those qualities? They come by asking. By asking from source. By asking from God. You know, there are times uh, based on what I desired, which was to see the best in other people. When, when I see their life, I see that as like that their life is perfect. And if I'm not careful, you see, I can confuse my motivation here. While I desire to see the best in others and may see their life as perfect, it is because I'd like my life to be perfect. We have to be careful. I have to be careful. Because I don't want to compare myself by saying, well, my life as I perceive it now is not perfect. This is a very valuable lesson right here. And then we have relationships with people that we've had for a long time. And with those lengthy relationships, we've had our ups and downs. And so in order to really perceive them at their best, we need to change our own perception based on if we were that person, how would we want to be treated? This is another valuable lesson. Many people who are not deliberate in asking for the qualities that they desire will get them by default from other influences outside of themselves. For instance, parents, TV, um, movies, whatever kind of media they listen to, friends, co-workers, even groups that they're involved in. This is where life can get messy because you may even watch a movie and just so desire that. But then you look at your relationship and you compare it and it makes it more difficult. Sometimes, unless we have the right idea, unless we know how to access those qualities in that relationship, that we perceive from a, you know, TV show or a movie. Comparing can be difficult, but it could, if put into perspective, can be very uh, helpful in helping us to adopt some qualities that we desire. I would love to understand people. I would love to have compassion for them and, and uh, really genuinely be able to help them and the only way for me to have that, those qualities is that I had to perceive them somehow. And so I began by desiring those things in myself, by seeing who I am and understanding that they must first be in me in order for me to be able to share them with others. If I see a need in me, then I can ask God for help with that need. And by doing so, I can also assist another. But it must first be established in me. You see, we are always growing and developing. 
like a plant or like a tree. And in this growing process, the seasonal uh, bearing of fruit occurs. And so we can always know that we may struggle uh, a bit in our relationships, uh, in our asking, in our perceiving, and in our receiving, but knowing that after that, the season will come where we will bear the fruit of it, and it will be a help to ourself and to others. This is the continual growing process of life. And as we are pressing in the situation to get out of the ground, you know, like a plant as we're pressing, we have to realize that this part of life uh, is not failing. We are not failing. It is part of the growing process. And those struggles really are just growing pains and we need to see them as such. So realizing that just like the seasons that we see around us, um, our life can be like that, a time of growing and a time of bearing fruit for ourself and for others. And so at this point, to be true to ourselves, we must ask for what we want and not depend on outside sources because true life has to come from the true source and so when a seed is planted in the ground it gets its nourishment from the creator of that ground but when we look at others sometimes we are taking advice from people who really have not gone before us and sometimes maybe they have and we should be aware that their advice while good for them may not be the best for us as adults of course we may read books and uh, have a coach or mentor um, but the the root of all this is the the strong desire that we have, and God can lead us as we ask to that source that could assist us. The most important thing here is that we must be true to our own purpose, what we individually are aiming for. In an extreme case here, if we're on a mastermind call or if we're in a church group and our definite major purpose is to uh, increase our love for a loved one, you know, someone we're in a relationship with, and another person is giving advice about developing their business and uh, immediate, the immediacy here is that that content that they're speaking is not going to be beneficial to you. However, it is within a mastermind that a higher level of energy can be created as unity has been established. And in that is where your answers can come to you more quickly. 
Even in a church atmosphere, a pastor may preach a message which may or may not uh, affect you or hit you in in any, any way. But it is the collective energy of the unity of the group that will do the work for you in getting you what it is that you want. Because your belief, while there, is elevated because of the unity of the body. The energy created does the magic in bringing that which you are asking for to you more quickly. So the ideas of unity in groups is for new things to be created. This is what it's for. God is causing new things to be created using mastermind groups, church groups, organizations like Henry Ford's Organization of Twelve, etc. We must remember that the creation of, the, of ideas is not solely based on what the individuals are saying because those individuals have their own set of beliefs, of circumstances, of events going on in their life. And you have your own. But it is the collective energy created that is doing the work. This is something to remember. So what is the desire that you have at this moment? That strong belief, that definite major purpose, that goal. How is it that you want to grow at this moment? How is it that the group can help you to grow? It is the energy from that group that collectively will draw to you the answers that you have need of. I can relate this also to businessmen and women saying you need to get to the live event for the very same purpose because the live event in their company causes a mastermind. And if you're believing for something and you go to that live event with that belief and desire and feel that which you believe while you are there, and that's the key, then you will cause that which you desire to come to you more quickly. And if you want to understand this, you might want to get Wallace Waddle's book, The Science of Getting Rich. He gets into it somewhat. And there are other books on, uh, on this as well. We use Think and Grow Rich, The Laws of Success. Those are both Napoleon Hill books. Also, As a Man Thinketh is James Allen's book. Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. And uh, the, newer, the new Psycho-Cybernetics with Dan Kennedy uh, kind of overseeing and commenting on Maxwell Maltz's wonderful book, Psycho-Cybernetics. These sources can help us to understand the power of this mastermind. 
But always remember that you are in a group of people for the purpose of getting what you want, the desires of your heart. So if you are going to gather, you may as well have a definite major purpose in your life so that when you're there in that group and you're all united, you will, the energy there will cause what you desire to come to you more quickly. So I, I hope that you understand this idea about perception and the qualities that uh, you have are going to uh, create the perception that, you know, what you perceive. And why is this important? Because what you perceive is your, it's not, it's like a, your radar, your, your um, compass. It, it kind of shows you where you're at. What you perceive, I have to just use an example. What you perceive about a person is what you believe that person to be. That, based on what you know of people and what you know of yourself. If you know that a person is capable of becoming great, it's only because you yourself have believed for yourself that you have the potential of being great. You see, loving and attending to your needs must be first priority. Loving and attending to your needs, to mine, I must love and attend to my needs. And to encourage myself and build myself up and say, I have potential to be great. I am great. And then ask for that greatness. Ask for that which you need and desire. It's in your desires that you will be this whom you desire to be. And you're only going to be able to perceive other things, other people, other circumstances based on the answers that you receive from God, from your source. Those are the qualities of your life. If you do not have good qualities, if you cannot see your good qualities, today is a good day to start making a list, checking it twice, you know, you're going to find out if you've been naughty or nice to yourself. Begin to look at the list and ask God for a better way. You can be specific. If you get angry a lot, for instance, and you know that you don't want to be angry, hey, ask for peace and solutions and another way. You know, the source is your answer to these things. Don't depend on psychologists, psychiatrists, medicine to help you with your anger. Your source will give you the immediate answer. And if you do decide to gather in groups, be sure that the people you are gathering with are better in mindset and are in a place that you want to be in. This is why it's good. You know, you're not in competition with them. 
many will be in competition. I've felt competition. I've also felt fear that these people were so much better than me that I felt worse about myself. This is where the idea of competition must stop. I learned that we are all created beings. You are a created being. And so you just, you know, you, if you go into a group, be aware that these people must know, uh, must have the qualities and the knowledge uh, that you desire. But more than that, they, they must have a unity of purpose. It's a unity of purpose to help create solutions that is really the meat of this. It's the unity of mindset. A simple example is Henry Ford, who didn't have all of the pieces of his business in his own mind, but he knew how to access them through his mastermind group. He could call on several members. He had 12 members, generally 12 in the group. Some fell away and new ones were added, but they had a unity of purpose. And so by that, he could access their knowledge and he could get the answers for his business. Now, his was, these men were all in other businesses, other endeavors, but when they came together, they came together in unity. And so he could utilize their expertise to get what he wanted. And there are variables in different groups because he specifically, you know, had them involved, possibly paid them for their services, but they also had other things that they did. And we have the same thing. If we're going to gather in a group to help us to grow, to become better, the unity in the group just has to be there. Everybody's circumstances are going to be different. You don't need to buy into the individual circumstance. You are there for the unity. And you must maintain your own roots, your own purpose, that you individually are here to create, to expand. So you must get to that definite major purpose in life. What is it that you want? And then go and gather. But remember that you must pray and ask Source, God, the universal mind, the one who created you, who planted in you, uh, your spirit. You you are a spirit. You can't get away from it. You cannot not be your spirit. You were breathed into your void life, a spirit that is life. And the source of that breathed it into you. And it's the only way that I can explain it. Love is in the air. We cannot escape it. And the gathering of minds will help us to receive the qualities that we desire so that we might perceive others and the world in a better way. So that when we speak, we speak life. When we speak, we speak encouragement. When we think, 
we think a positive thought. When we see, we see love. When we perceive, we perceive life. 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 This is the purpose of life. To perceive, to have, to grow up into the qualities of a whole life. Holy living as the scripture testifies to, and many other sources that I've mentioned testify to. So today we want to establish our definite major purpose, and I can share those things with you, or you can get on our mastermind call. Uh, we Are Think and Grow Rich is our group, but uh, you can access it through Think and Grow Rich audios, and you can listen to the mastermind and be part of that every day. So I encourage you to do that. And contact me on social media, um, through Facebook, at Karen Elizabeth, that's C-A-R-Y-N, Elizabeth. And through my webcast, my website and podcast, um, KarenElizabeth.com forward slash podcast. You can also access through my feed on iTunes, um, Karen Elizabeth forward slash feed forward slash podcast. And uh, that's through iTunes. So uh, good luck. I hope you uh, receive that which you can conceive and, uh, and believe because you know where now that comes from. I bless you today with all beauty and significance and wealth. I bless your life with happiness, joy, overflowing with abundance. I bless your life with satisfying relationships that fulfill your greatest needs. Be blessed today with all the blessings there are in the universe for your health, for your wealth, and for your well-being. This is Karen Elizabeth.